0: Log Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite and stars. Buzzworthy starts
1: now.
2: Hey, this is Michael
0: Garage You're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. And if you're not, you should be.
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio here on BlogTalkRadio.com and on BuzzworthyRadio.net. I'm your host, Newell Daily TJIF. Everybody, it is Friday, September 16, 2011, 8 PM Eastern, five PM Pacific. We have the chat room open. Uh, we also have the phone lines open for this show tonight. Uh, I, I definitely wanted to do this show because there has been a lot of fans in an uproar, myself included about what has been happening on CBS Daytimes, The Young and the Restless. And lots of us are not happy with what that show has been doing with some of our favorite characters, uh, some of our favorite stories, uh, not even some of our favorite stories, stories, period. We're not happy with the stories, period. Uh, also, the uh, hirings and firings that has been going on. Uh, we did receive some good news, though, about Melody Thomas Scott, which we also will get into But it's just there's a lot of things that is going on with the show that's basically having all of us sitting here going like, what does this show need to do in order to rectify itself before it is the next show that is facing the cancellation chopping block? Because trust me, folks, it's going to happen if it keeps up. Look at the ratings. Come on. Have you seen the ratings? If they don't go, I, I swear to you, I'm looking for the day that is going to go under a 3.0. And once that happens, they have to do damage control. But then the other part of me feels like, do they even care enough to do damage control, and they just want her to go in there to finish the show off until it basically becomes that huge of a clusterfuck where it's just like, oh, well, here it is. Bye-bye, see you. And put it into the... Put it in the so I, I I have those I have those concerns. That's just how I feel. I'm sure most of you can feel the way as I do. So we also want you to call in and voice your opinions about the show as well and how you feel about the show that you song take this dramatic turn of events to where it's unrecognizable and it's not watchable. You can call into the show at six four six five nine four two Two eight. That number again is six four six five nine five four two two eight. Again, we have the chat room up and running. I see there's people joining the chat now as we speak. Now, if you don't count at blogtalkradio.com just for years, and you are appearing in here as guests and you want to participate in the chat room to talk about Y&R so I can see your comments and everything, register at blogtalkradio.com, get yourself a name, then the chat room, and then you should be able to participate in the chat room as much as you like. So I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody has to say uh, during this hour uh, show. Uh, I do want to bring off uh, Daphne and Mike. Uh, they actually uh, are joining me on the line right now, and how are you guys doing?
4: Well, thank you.
3: Well thank you very much, Nabel. Thanks for inviting the both of us onto
0: your show this evening. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Um, so let, let's talk about the, exactly why we have you here. You know, you you two have been spearheading this campaign of of getting Maria Bell out of the young and the restless. Well let's talk let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about how you guys came together and decided to do this and um, basically what you have accomplished so far. The floor is yours.
4: Um, well, Michael and I uh, participate in separate message boards, and in the message board that I participate in, very much like you introduced, Navelle, there's just been a lot of um, disconcern, people are disconcerned about what we're seeing on the Young and the Restless. And uh, at some point throughout this whole year, I just thought, my goodness, why aren't we coming together and as fans of the show doing what we can to let the powers that be know that uh, Maria Arena Bell and her head writers aren't getting it done. And uh, I just happened to be um, in the message board where, where Michael spends a lot of his time and I saw a an email that he'd posted and he and I connected and just sort of joined forces. And um, it's not just, me and Michael, it's really a whole group of, of fans that um, will, that we may be the voices that you hear, but there are a lot of folks uh, that I take inputs from and go ask questions up.
0: Well, the other thing, too, Nazelle, it was actually, it, I think the one person that really gave Daphne and I a good kick in the butt, so to speak, would be Jamie Giddens from Day- Daytime Confidential because he wrote mm-hmm. a blog on August 15th, which was just over a month ago, titled What the Hell Is Going On with the Young and the Restless. <laughs> and I right. think that blog right there was just that was the straw that broke the camel's back for, for me, and I, I'm sure it was for Daphne, too. And I think that's where we both decided to just. Uh, take the bull by the horns and run with it, and, and so we started the whole campaign of uh, getting Maria Rita Bell, Scott Hammer, and Hogan Sheffer fired from the Young of the Restless. Uh, just, you know, I mean, just this past year and a half has just been miserable. Yes, uh,
4: absolutely.
3: Now, what was course, I to ask you: how, um, how long have you been watching? Uh, the onresses. I I know you guys have watched for mostly a long time. You probably watch as long as I have, if not longer. And uh, so, how long have you been watching YNR?
4: Um, I've yeah, been watching YNR off and on for about ten, fifteen years. But I really started watching it in earnest, I'd say, around two thousand six, two thousand seven. And okay. uh, I agree with Michael. It was about a year and a half ago, maybe for me, a year ago, that I really started looking at the characters going, wait a minute, these are not the characters that I know. I, I'm seeing behavior in some of them, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is, this is not it.
0: Uh, I started watching the show probably around 1980. Uh, I was probably about maybe 10, 11 at that point, and uh, I've been watching it ever since. And it have seen this show evolve over time, but the one thing that was always consistent was the continuity and the excellent storytelling that was being told when Bill Bell Sr. was in charge. Um, and as we all know, uh, Bill is no longer with us, and... Mm-hmm. And I think it was at that point, and i I'm sure other people are gonna agree with me It was at that point that when Bill Bell stepped down, that's when the show started to uh take a nose dive it was at that point, and it's just gotten worse right. in the
3: last year and a half well even even though and this is my opinion, even though i I know he stepped down before he he had passed away. There was still some sort of uh bill ism that was still part of the show. I felt that when he did pass, that's when it completely just chuckered Bill Belt's legacy right out the window. That's how I yeah. feel about it uh, yeah, and, right. yeah. um and um this is coming i I've watched y n r on a daily consistent basis since nineteen ninety and even then, you know, you're just watching a show where everything was so balanced, so well written, and it was the cut above any other daytime soap that was on television at that time. And who's to sit here and say those words? We have African Americans that are in lead stories every day. You didn't see that on a lot of other programs except this one. You had a black family that was basically... On screen front burner all the yeah. time. They were yeah. they were always with story. They were never without story. And now you're looking at it now. You would sit here and think, hmm. When did black? Well, that, I thought you said yeah. that African Americans had story. They don't have any story. Where's the story?
4: As a matter of fact, um, some folks call it Winter's Wednesday um, because the family is only seen once a week on Wednesdays. <laughs>
2: Mhm. Well, was that? I'm
0: definitely. sorry. Definitely.
4: Well, I, you know that's that's definitely one of the challenges that's happening with the story. Uh, also, you know, if, if uh, just focusing on the Winters family, there was mm-hmm. such a wealth and depth of potential storyline that could have been told between Malcolm and uh, Neil, but to revisit who's the baby daddy? I was like, that's right. just ridiculous. That is just ridiculous and it's insulting and I think that that is just one example that shows a lack of creative vision and a lack of leadership at the helm of the story or how it's uh, declined,
0: yeah. I should say. It, it, it's basically Malcolm Neal Part 2. You yeah. know, and we, we did this when Lily was born. So, it's another redone story just in reverse. Correct. Right. But uh, I, you know, and I, and I uh I don't know Navelle, if you want to talk about this uh letter that uh Daphne and I put together uh that between the two of us took several rewrites
2: to do. uh,
0: <laughs> uh and we did have to do a rewrite, basically, because a lot of fans of Melody Thomas Scott's were really upset that they thought we were using her uh, in this whole situation about in getting rid of Maria Rita Bell and that was never our intention, and that was one of the reasons why we uh, rewrote that whole section in there, uh, and that basically we are not blaming Maria Rinaldi for the absence of Melody Thomas Scott at all. Uh, that's something that we blamed Sony and CBS for that. So that. Right. that, that it, that basically that first point in that letter was really only directed at Sony and CBS and not at Maria rated Bell at all. We just want to make that perfectly clear. Uh, and, you know, I love apologize to fans of her that really got, got on my case about it. And, uh, and I, uh, obviously, I also apologized to Melody about it. I told her I said, you know, it wasn't. Uh, we did... This was not something that was actually about you, and apparently, you know, people people mistook it, which is which is bound to happen. So, but we we fixed it, and well, uh, I, I
4: think. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael.
0: Oh, go ahead, Daphne.
4: No, I was just going to say I kind of took that as the usual negativity and um, trying to move away from the core issue that happens when you try to shine a light on a challenge. Uh, If you look at the letter itself, you can clearly see that it is not about any of the actors, that it's not about uh, a particular uh, storyline, that we kind of looked across the whole board at several different types of situations and all of the storylines to show um, what a disconnect there is between the writers of the show the fans of the show, and what the fans want to see. Uh, I've been thrilled uh, that some other soaps are now queuing into the fact that it's okay to please your fans. And, you know, I think those of us have been waiting quite some time for Maria and Scott and Hogan to get um, that memo, and they haven't done it. Uh, You know, another case in point is Mrs. Chancellor. Why is she so... Uh, Vindictive and shrewy right now Why is she so opposed To getting to know Her son Um, You know uh, I saw another Very well good point around this You know when Mrs. Uh, Chancellor Was an active alcoholic That kind of behavior would make sense But who she's become Particularly in the last few years What we're seeing her do right now Doesn't make sense And furthermore The writers haven't really did done a good job of letting us know all we see is this negative behavior but we still don't understand it and when you don't understand something you reject it Um, what aired in the United States I think it was today with Victor and how he's supposedly um, blackmailing Billy Uh, to stay out of Victoria's life, but he's doing it by putting Delia's child at risk. I mean, not Delia, but um, Chloe and Billy's child at risk. Now, we all know Victor Newman has been uh, a very complicated character uh, since he uh, joined the show, but even Victor's not this evil. Uh, Even Victor would never risk the the safety of a child to get what he wanted. And I think that, again, that's another example of Marina, Maria Rena Bell and Scott Tamner and Hogan Sheffer not knowing the history of the characters that they presently write about.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that. This is just, I'm like, Victor would never do this if a child was involved. He never would do that. He would never stoop that low. And it was funny because somebody commented on Twitter just a little, little while ago uh, and, and told Michael Muni that you know Victor was now the most hated person and Adam was going to look was going to be coming out smelling like a rose uh, after <laughs> all the Victor's been doing. That. And I just had to chuckle about that. So, uh, but at any rate, yeah, that's that's another great example of, of why this show is just absolutely unwatchable right now, and I I was actually very, very surprised to find out that Art actually gained viewers last week. Um, I saw that. uh, I did see that, yes. Yes. And I'm like, "Um, what show are you watching?
3: You know, so... I have no idea. I, I Honestly, I did not expect to see the words that they were up in demos in the 1849 demo. I uh, I I was like, how did that happen from where we saw it from the week before to to, to now where the ratings went up so obviously I must have missed something to where it was absolutely incredible for more people watching, but uh I really didn't. And and the sad part of it is it's not just what's on screen that's a problem. Behind the scenes it's just as bad. Let's get into that. Earlier this week, um, we had saw that there were four, if not possibly five people rumored to be leaving uh, the Young and the Restless canvas. Among those were uh, Tristan Rogers, uh, Eden Regal, Darius McCurry, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Dayton Constable so put a little thing out there about Jeannie Francis, which we haven't heard any more about. Well, but there's a blind that is out there, but that
0: is out there. You know, and there's a blank out there pretty much saying, it, it, look, it's fairly certain that Jeannie is probably is very likely going to leave y r and head back over to General Hospital, so that would not surprise me one bit. Well, uh, you know what? Yeah.
4: I'm sorry. You know, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about what she's done with you know the three actors: Mara West, Tristan Rogers, and Jeannie Francis. Um, you know when the okay. when the when the PR announcement came out about Jeannie taking uh her break to go film the notebook. I I saw that and I'm like, you know what? I think that's just um uh popular, positive BS. I didn't really believe it and take it seriously when it was You felt it was a ploy um,
3: on, on their part to cut. Okay.
4: Absolutely. And so I think the proof and the pudding of that will be when we get the uh PR announcement that she's returned. Um, Mara West, you know, came oh, in yeah, let's so. gun blazing, yeah. and you don't know, you
3: want to get me started on that one.
4: <laughs> you know, but
3: this is an actress. There's a, I mean, look, let's get started on that one, because I, I honestly, I mean, there, there, there's been a lot of people that are conflicted about her, saying that she was miscast as Diane, but honestly, I felt that towards the end, It was good, especially with the Diane Adam connection that were going on. So there was a lot of potential they could have used with that kind of a relationship. I don't know what kind of relationship I call it, but it was something.
2: And there
3: was a lot that – it was something that could have definitely been played off of. And then you just decide to get rid of her. I mean, what is this? I mean, this is one of the things I'm really hating about Y&R right now is that you're hiring – these people to come into this show, these big-name soap actors, Mar West, Debbie, Morgan, Jeannie, Francis, what have you, you're hiring these people to come onto the show, you then use them for, like, what, six months to a year, and then right. all of a sudden you get rid of them like no like yesterday's trash? I mean, right. seriously, that's what you're doing. It's like you're stuck. You're stu- it's not even like you're stunt casting. You are stunt casting. You're stunt casting for your next big thing, and then when you decide to basically leave them by the wayside, not write anything else for them, you get rid of them.
4: Yes, that beautiful plot point writing. Um, You know, I I was kind of sketchy about Mara being cast as Diane Jenkins, but I also know, you know, this is an actress who has an incredible reputation, has won several Emmys, and, um, you know, she has a large fan base. What an opportunity. What an opportunity they had. And then when we finally see her on screen, to have her just jump from bed to bed to bed to bed. And and when she died, did we really know why she came back? Did we know what she was after? <laughs> you know? Right. Why was why was she feeling so desperate in terms of um having to acquire money? Now I know that you know, that in the past history in a, with another actress, all of that had been laid out. But what, hap- what had happened to her in the recent past? We never got any of the answers for that. It was also kind that's of exact- yucky. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm-
3: I was actually going to say that uh, that's a very good point um, that you definitely had just made here because there were so many potholes in that story. There is so right. much backstory that could have been told. I was just going through the chat room right now, and I, I forgot who wrote this, but they a they hate the fact that she's so plot-driven and not character-driven in the show, which, by the way, she says she's a character-driven writer. I was there when she said it, when Jillian Bowe asked her about this, and Jamie Giddens in the press room when she won her writing award. She said she was a character-driven oh. writer. Oh. Character-driven writer, yes, and I quote... You can ask them. They were there. And <laughs> and what was so bad about that is, yeah, we did not know exactly what happened while she was away with Kyle in Canada. Like, what brought her back to Genoa City? Why was she going from men to men to men to men? Basically, you just had her go from guy to guy to guy and bed to bed to bed just because you wanted her to do so without any reason or rhyme whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. Where was the point in all of this during that whole entire story? There wasn't. Well,
2: and the other point,
0: too, is, is that they basically made Diane younger than she should have been, and Kyle should have been a lot older than what he is. And that's where Maria really screwed up right there. And I think that's why a lot of people felt that this was a major miscast. Not so much because of Mara's talent, but because the role was meant for an older woman. Me. Mm-hmm. Again, same thing with Kyle. He should have been older. I felt yes. wrong. So I love Mara West. I'm a huge fan of hers. I watched her on Ezra Turns for 15 years. She's a yep. phenomenal actress. Don't get me wrong. But. A lot of people have said that role was just not right for her at all, uh, but she really stepped up her game uh, that last month that she was on the air
4: and that just 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 goes to show how uh, an awesome talent was wasted uh, under the writing of Bell Hoger and excuse me Bell Hamner and Sheffer. Um, you know, if we move on to Tristan Rogers and Jeannie Francis, what in the world has that been? You know, when Jeannie was about to come on the show, it was very touted that she, her character was going to be so different from uh, Laura Spencer on uh, General Hospital and, you know, it was just going to be awesome. And you could tell in interviews Jeannie was legitimately excited. But I'm sure that had to have faded quickly when Genevieve became such a caricature of a human being. And in that situation – Uh, I called it being wackadoodle. We still don't know why Colin and Genevieve have the train wreck of a relationship they do. Um, We still don't know how Caleb uh, supposedly killed Samantha. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) we still don't know who Genevieve is. Um, And granted, she's got some great chemistry with Jeff Walton, and I think uh, by – Uh, firing Tristan Rogers, they have missed the boat on that. I think Tristan and Jeff are wonderful together. But uh, again, all of these question marks around these characters, a character-driven storyteller does not leave gaping holes like that. A plot-driven storyteller does. So what I would suggest to Mrs. Bell is that uh, I think you might be confused about what the difference is between being character-driven and being story-driven. Character-driven right. plotline, Pl- yeah. plot point-driven. Sorry,
0: that's plot-driven line right. is basically what we're being given right now instead so of character-driven one. Uh So, penalty rate, yeah, I I know If all we're gonna high.
3: go, if we're gonna go all out and whole hog, let let's go all out and whole hog right now. We're gonna talk about Yvonne Zima in a minute because you know how I feel about <laughs> that. I will get. I promise I will get into that, Kate, because that that's a whole that's a whole different. We'll get into that, but let 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 let's go for the juggler on this. Now we all know, or, or majority of us know, exactly how YNR is behind the scenes. Uh, continuing on this topic, I personally feel they have no control over the show. How do how do I feel they have no control over the show? This show is synonymous for click behavior behind the scenes. I feel that if more actors spoke up about what this show is doing to them, their characters and and whatnot, it probably would be a little bit different instead of sucking ass all the time. But that click behavior is basically, is it, it's, just, it's absolutely asinine. Um, another reason why I feel that they have no control over the show is, number two, why would you not tell Eden Regal she was out of a job and letting her find out on Twitter that she was fired?
0: Yep, that was Number absolutely three. one of the hackiest things that Sony, CBS, or whoever at YNR could have done. That showed a complete disrespect for yep. Eden. And, I mean, Eden was absolutely embarrassed. But you know what? Her fans came around and told her, don't worry about it. We love you, and we're going to support you. yada, yada. Yada. You know, whoever was supposed to tell you is, is a dimwit. Uh, for lack of a better word, I'm not going to utter any foul language tonight.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: uh, I, give, it, give it another five minutes. You're going to be breaking out S bombs like no tomorrow, I swear. <laughs> but but, you but know, know, Eden, I love her. I love her to death. She handled that with so much class and so much grace, where she probably didn't need to, but she she did, and I remember for that. Of
4: course, her
2: because
4: for that. absolutely, because for the actors, there's a bigger issue here in terms of future, you know, potential future employment. Um, the situation with Eden Regal, again, another horrible. Um, example of why Maria Arena Bell should not be in charge of this show. Number one, Vale Bloom was doing a fantastic job as Heather Stevens. Um, I can absolutely, uh, appreciate why, um, you know, you would want to get a talent like Eden Regal on, on your show. Again, uh, you know, Emmy Award winning actress, uh, had a groundbreaking, st- uh, storyline on all my children had a huge following mm-hmm. of course you want to maximize that potential but you miscast her as heather stevens and then i believe that heather went through a transformation under Veiled watch heather was uh, a smart accomplished young woman granted she was making some silly uh decisions in her personal life but that's also the fodder of drama but then i I always see these comments on the message board about how Heather is stupid. why is she there um and and to to fire her to give her the disrespect of not having um of a, of telling her face to face that you were going to let her go that shows cowardice, it is a lack of class, and mm-hmm. you know if you, if you're doing that. If you're acting like that to someone that you're about to fire, how on earth are you treating the actors who remain on your show? So, uh, yes, the even Regal situation was just disastrous.
0: It was it was reprehensible, plain and simple. So, um, and I I thought, uh, and, and I I'm gonna sort of jumped from that whole uh, Tuesday episode of finding out that four uh, actors had been fired from the young Restless with the possibility of the fifth being gone fairly soon, to finding out the next day that that the next evening, because it broke at 9.25 p.m. uh, here in St. Louis on Twitter, that Melody Thomas Scott has signed a brand new contract, and by the way, she is on for three years. She's got a three-year contract now, mm-hmm. and um, and I want to I in the bell up there, and and I I was actually I promised some people I would do this. Um, Melody really gave a lot of credit to her Twitter followers who started this campaign uh, to get her back onto the show. This was a four- to five-month project. That's how long it took. Uh, There's a core group of of ladies that did this. Uh, Maria, Kate, Lucidia, Amal, Pam, Alex, and Cece. That was the core group of ladies that really started that entire campaign to get Mer- to get uh, Melody back on Flying uh, Art. But then, of course, you know there were a lot of other people that chipped in and helped out. I know Daphne did, and I did, uh, and I and by virtue of writing his blogs, Jamie Giddens ch- certainly helped. Uh, so uh, I I wanted to make sure that those ladies got major kudos because it, if it had not been for them starting that campaign, I don't think Melody would be back at the show right now.
4: Right. And I think, again, that shows the power of the fans. Uh, what can happen when a group of fans get together and basically start banging the drum and making a, a lot of noise? Uh, the rehire of Daniel Goddard uh, is another case in point. Uh, what happened with him... Uh, at the beginning of this year was ridiculous. Uh, I think the way that the character of Cain was killed, Maria was trying to make a point that the character is dead, dead, dead. Have we ever... Oh, I'm sure of my, that. In my whole life of watching soaps, and like most people, I was introduced uh, to soap operas by my great aunt when I was just a little girl. Um, I have never seen a character killed so brutally and so viciously, Uh, never seen that much blood on daytime TV, Uh, never seen someone go out of their way to make sure that you understood this character was dead. But what Maria did not um, think was going to happen was that the fans were going to rally around and pull together and beat the drum and make a lot of noise. And because the fans were able to do that so successfully, Daniel Goddard was rehired. And, um. You know what I think about that, though?
3: You know what, what I think about that now? Now that Janie posted what he did uh-huh. either yesterday or the day before, I think she probably didn't know there was going to be a backlash. Hence why she did not fire him and had someone else do it. So she could be the one basically having a scapegoat put onto somebody else. And she could cut off no idea that I didn't him to fire him. I didn't want to fire him. Someone else did. She But she thinks that. we're stupid. For <laughs> so those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um basically uh, Jamie Ginnins had posted on Nathan Confidential a couple of days ago about how Daniel Goddard was released from the show. Apparently Maria Bell wasn't gonna fire him. She had someone else do it while well, she was quote unquote away at a red carpet or a gala event or something. She had someone else do it. She didn't even do it herself. That's tacky.
4: She's a coward. I mean that's two distinct um uh situations that we know in which she showed uh folks a lack of respect. That's just cowardly to me and I and I certainly don't understand that. And if she did, Nivelle think that, you know, she could be the person on the white courts to bring Daniel Goddard back and uh, the backlash wouldn't be so strong against her, then then she thinks her fans or the fans, not her fans, I should say, because I'm certainly not a fan, but the fans of the show <laughs> are stupid and easily manipulated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
4: that could be the furthest thing from the truth. So, so either I, way you – I'm sorry. What? what Go ahead, my.
0: I, 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 this is what I've always wanted to know. And I, have wa- always wanted to know if this was actually ever true. What I read up on was that Daniel Goddard, when he found out he was being let go, I heard that he cried his way back into that job and ball um, into that job.
4: I have no idea about that. I, I have no idea about that, and I'm not even going to attempt to speak to that because, again, to me that's just like a. To me, that's just like another malicious rumor that you put out there. Uh, you know what then, kind of rumors were you know, we hearing? were a lot up? of
3: rumors that went down, and there were a lot of rumors that went down um, that I've heard, let alone read. And I, all I basically said in my head was, "And here we go." <laughs> that's how I answered <laughs> it. I was like, "And here we go." Yes. And then I was like, and it continues,
4: <laughs> and
3: it goes on some more, and it basically said, and I'm going to stop reading them. <laughs> right. I mean,
4: you know, one of the <laughs> things that we heard about Melody.
3: While, I mean, honestly, honestly, I know like you don't like him, but, uh, you know, for me personally, I, I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. You know, they're going to say whatever they want to say.
4: Exactly. It's
3: if, if true. If it's not true. I just choose not to involve myself into it mm-hmm. and just stay out of it. Uh, exactly. So.
4: Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you know, I think you know all these things come down the pipe, or all this, all of these types of things are introduced to distract from what is the point. The point is, Maria Arena Bell, Hogan Sheffer, and Scott Hamner are driving this show into the ground uh that you know if if you could have a pocket full of fans here or a pocket full of fans there then you know you could you could fundamentally try to make the case that it's just a small group of people but when you get on any of the message boards i defy anyone to ask any of the fans what they think about this show and um, not get the consistent thread that uh, that the characters are being rewritten, that she is not following the history of the show, that she uh, brings on new characters but does not uh, give us the backstory or write in depth enough about the characters that we genuinely care about them, that her stunt casting has done nothing but come back in uh by her in the hind parts when it actually should have taken off and it would have taken off under a more capable writing team. The continuity with the characters is all over the place. Most of the characters, most of the main characters we look at now I'm looking at them going, that's not you. You know on our on You our need board. to correct
3: yourself. There is no continuity. You continuity sure, all over the place continuity.
4: There is no continuity.
2: <laughs> Thank you. You and i want to and yeah. I want
4: to say the points that I just made are not coming from me. i absolutely a thousand percent agree with them. This is from a poster on the message board that I frequent and um, and I agree you're gonna see these types of statements all over, and you're right. there is no continuity. you know we call them pod. Pod Lily, Pod Kane, Pod Victor, Pod Mrs. C. because these are not the characters that we have watched all these years. She's made them too dark. This is a woman who's drawn to the dark. For what reasons? I don't know, and I don't care. But it's not working.
0: Yep, it's not working. Uh, Nivelle, I wanted to go back to something really quick. Um, first, with respect to diversity on the show but also diversity behind the scenes and i know that susan dansby who wrote wonderfully for as the world turns for many years was given a six-week run uh trial run is she even still with the show anymore do you know
3: um i think you on Susan, too but as far as i heard of i think she is okay as far as i'm aware i believe she is um haven't heard anything else in regards to the fact that she hasn't been ready for the show. Um, So as far as I know, if she's still there, Uh, Daphne or anybody else, I haven't haven't heard anything. You know,
4: unfortunately, I can't answer that question because I haven't watched the show live uh, for about three or four months now uh, because I don't want to feed into any of the ratings uh, at all uh what information I get about the show I go on YouTube or read, you know, the the synopsis, daily synopsis or things like that. So mm-mm. I I'm not gonna help her in any way.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, uh,
2: looks
3: like, it, looks like, it looks like Kate it looks like Kate's in the chat room. Yeah, she said that she is still she's still there, so Oh okay. There you go. There you go. That's good. That's
0: good. I'm glad to hear that. Um
4: you know, one of the,
3: uh, the um, one of the things I definitely want to bring up, as I as I said I was going to, is that again, I don't think they're really to, to the fans or, or, or listening to the fans at all.
4: She has Hello. her own
3: ideas. She wants to run with her. Case in point. Um, remember how I went on Twitter and I said, "Oh yeah, who in their mind says that they need to give Nikki Newman a break? Who says that?"
0: Uh, we is, gonna... a, a break, and Melody never said that she wanted a break.
4: This
0: is correct. Right, she did
4: verify that she it was in writing an interview. she never said it. She never asked for a break. She never wanted it.
0: yep and it was and so. maria
4: it was Maria coming forward and saying that Melody had asked for a break, so I don't know that Maria is not. As culpable as CBS and Sony for the challenges that had. Now, again, this is just my opinion. It's alleged. I have no proof. But when you have Maria on record saying that Melody asked for a break, and then Melody comes out and says, "No, I never asked for a break," it makes you go, "Hmm." Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
3: and then you have, and then you have her bringing back people that we definitely don't want to see again. And
4: <laughs> hey, bringing boss. On someone
3: else um, from uh, American Idol who was a runner up in a contract role. I'm like, w- why? You don't even write for the characters you have. Exactly. Yeah, you don't write for the characters you have. So why are you bringing on new people and then bringing on something that a lot of the fans really despise? Maybe one person who likes Yvonne Zena a Daisy. Uh, Maybe someone
4: I who likes Daisy, period. Of it. Haven't seen any signs of it. I don't see anyone anywhere being thrilled that 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 character is coming back.
2: Oh,
0: I, you know, I I don't I don't remember ever seeing or recognizing Yvonne Zima on on ER when it was on the air for fifteen years on NBC. Um, she had a role on that on that show. Uh, i I'm sorry that girl cannot act her way out of a paper bag
2: <laughs>
3: That's and i and i'm sure and I'm sure she's a nice person, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but oh my god <laughs>
4: oh well, I my think the god. point
3: about
4: yeah, I think the point about Daisy is again not listening to your fans uh the fans. Don't care one whit about the character of Daisy. Um, You know, let's talk about, you know, how you killed Jana, and she was the perfect foil for the character of Kevin. You know, that character is a quirky character, and none of the ladies Mm -hmm. on the canvas right now mesh with him. Jana, Emily O'Brien was fantastic in that role, and they were great together. But to kill the character of of Jana so that the character of Kevin, so that you could see if he had could get something going with Chloe and the fans uh, soundly rejected that. Again, it's a lack of vision. It's a lack of vision. There's a short-sightedness there uh, that appears on screen to me. Um, you know, I think she made a horrible decision when she killed the characters of Brad and Colleen. You know, there are folks to this day who have not forgiven her <laughs> for that. And carry a huge grudge <laughs> for that. Rightly so. Oh, absolutely. Rightly so. Absolutely.
1: Um,
4: so, you know, the, when you go back and you and you step back and you look at the total of the decisions that she has made in her tenure as head writer, uh, executive producer, you can see there is a thread of disrespect all through her tenure as um head writer, and executive producer. And I think that we as fans, you know, fans are very open. You know, we're always willing to see what someone else does. But, you know, there comes a point where, past, you know, future future behavior is determined by past behavior, and she has shown us she is not the person for this job. She's not. And yeah. um, it, something needs to be done about her and Scott and Hogan.
0: Yeah. Right. And and like you were saying, I don't care if she's a Bill or not. She married in the family. She says she learned under Bill Bell Senior. And I'm like, uh, really? I've uh, <laughs> you know, and, and got and, and I'm gonna mention two other shows here. Um when when Brian Franz brought on uh Chuck Pratt Chuck Pratt starts writing that show into the ground. Real quick. The oh, yeah. fans oh, yeah. cause a major uproar. Chuck Pratt gets fired. We also go to Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives hires Dina Hagley. She starts grabbing that, that show into the ground. Fans the fans cause uproar. She's shown the door. We could do the same thing with these three.
3: I have to give props to Kenny for that because he spearheaded that Dina Higley campaign. So props to you for that. So, um, yeah, he definitely got behind that way to get Dina Higley out. So as you just said, if that can happen on both of those shows, it can happen for this one.
4: Absolutely. It can happen
3: for this one.
4: Absolutely.
3: And we, do have, and, and we do have, we have a couple calls on the on the line, too, that I wanted to call okay. in. And, uh, okay. And let's take this one from... Uh, Texas? Did I get your seven
1: one three area code? Yes. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm loving the conversation there, and you uh, you you've really addressed some of the things that I was going to uh, ask about. But the, the Atkinson story—that's one of the things, just one of the millions of things that I've been disturbed with because that could have been such a great story, and Jeannie was obviously. Offered a, a very strong woman character, and uh, and so that's gone by the wayside. She's just crazy pants, and mm-hmm. and
2: then we've got Jess,
1: and Jess is getting part. good screen time uh, with Tristan, and that's wonderful. And they brought some humor into the show, so everything's so dark except for them, and um, so. My thought really in all of this is, yes, I think the writers need to go. And so who has the power and the authority to do that? Isn't it Sony? Uh, yes. Well, I don't
4: know. Navelle, perhaps that would be a question for you. More know.
3: or less, would be Sony more than CBS, to be quite honest with you.
2: Well, so, so I mean, I mean yeah,
3: CBS would have a hand in it, but it would be more Sony than CBS. Sony owns the young and the restless.
0: And I don't know what made the Bell family think that it would be okay for Sony Pictures to own The Young and the Restless because I, I I I don't know when that happened, but that's, that's just one of the worst. Business decisions that the Bell family ever made was selling. Well,
4: you know, from a, from a fan stuff. perspective, it's actually the best decision they've made because uh, I think that if the family completely on the show, we would never be able to get her out. <laughs> you know, family, family mm-hmm. politics mm-hmm. is family politics. But I think at the end of the day, you know, we as fans just need to get a pinpoint, laser focus on Sony Pictures. We need to tweet them. That's I'm my sorry, question. If 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 Sony
1: has that authority then in all of our emailing that everybody is hopefully doing every day and calling every day that Sony is one of the people or places that we need to be uh truly addressing their uh the CEO and, and and people at the head of of that. So, you know, getting snail mail, I don't know of of, of a better well, way really the person the snail to mail to
0: the person that he to be contacted at Sony is uh Steve Kent, um, who heads up the Daytime television division over there. So uh I'm certain I could probably snag the his email address and his phone number out of uh, one of these gals' uh hands that I mentioned earlier tonight, so I don't think that'll be a problem and I'm sure we'll get oh. those put up on uh those emails
1: are on I'm sorry. Those emails are on Facebook on the, the keep Tristan Rogers at uh, YNR. Uh, there's a Facebook page called that and they have posted uh Steve Kent and Steve Mosco and some others from Sony as well as CBS people. So those those are there uh, that I've seen. Oh
4: and okay,
0: well thanks. I'm glad to know that.
2: And well. I
4: think i I think your point is well made. You know, we need to be contacting them every day, and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. We have no idea what's happening behind the scenes, but I can honestly say if we don't keep emailing and tweeting and Facebooking and calling, we can be assured that uh, the three head writers are not going to be shown the door. Um, this may be uh, a long trench. We may be in the trenches for quite a while because, you know, let's face it, it is Maria Arena Bell. Um, and we don't know what kind of pressure is or is not being put on CBS or Sony to keep her in place because, you know, this, this will be a huge um, challenge for the Bell family. But, you know, the truth is the truth. And we all, as a group of folks, just got to stay on them. Got to stay on them. Got to stay on them.
2: Yes.
4: Thank you very much. much. Thank you. Thank
3: you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we got another caller. Isaac, it's Kate.
2: Uh, How are you? I think it
3: is. What's going on? Hello. Not
2: much. Just enjoying the show. How is everybody? Very well. Thank you. And how are you? Good, thank you. So, okay, let's talk, and can I swear?
3: You can swear.
2: I can swear, yes. Okay, let's talk about fucking stupid Daisy. Okay, I hate her. I hate her so much. It's the worst character ever, and she keeps
3: bringing her back. As she asked me, can she swear? No. I knew exactly what it was going to be about, so I was like, oh. exactly.
2: <laughs> no. Stop Every it.
4: time this, I, I this
2: agree with her. girl comes back on the show, it's nothing but negative comments press. Everything, everybody, like, and she keeps bringing her back and back and back, and I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's crazy. Please explain think, to someone. I don't know. I th- I think
4: there's just some, I think they live in a parallel universe. To
2: ask,
4: <laughs> Daisy, I, you know, to ask Daisy to come <laughs> back, but no, to ask it's, Colin to oh. go, is, is just the height of a uh, parallel universe living.
2: It just, I don't, uh, it. I don't know, it makes sense it. To me. She's, I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't like to knock on actors, but I'm sorry, she's not a good actress, and I just, the character's not a strong character, and it was a, a ridiculous add-in from some crazy plot point doppelganger mess in the first place, and it's just like, you know, it's just like, let it go, let it go, mm-hmm. move on, but she's bringing her back. She does. Uh, you
3: know, again I don't I don't even understand I don't even I still to this day and I think I even stopped trying to understand it exactly what was the purpose of her and Ryder and I love Wilson Bethel. Wilson Bethel was actually good as Ryder but I will never, ever forget you Y N R for basically having Tom Fisher and Sheila Carter have kids when we actually saw that they never even met each other before. Right. What now? For twenty, were you smoking? I, I get your point there, Navel. But yeah, I mean that's just. Um, but
0: Tom Fisher, Sheila Carter, you. Um, it goes <laughs> behind three thousand. <000. laughs> um, Again, um, that's
2: just,
0: and now they're well, now of course some fans on Twitter wanting to get Kimberlyn Brown to come back to the come back to Weiner, and I'm like.
2: No, no! <laughs> please steal no. no. <laughs> it enough her
4: and you know i I you know <laughs> again there's there are so many examples of rewriting history. Uh, changing characters personality on a on a whim on a on a dime as if the, as if none of us have memories and can tell you exactly what each character has gone through um there's and that's just disrespectful is disrespectful to the actors is disrespectful to those of us who watch the show it's ridiculous it is beyond ridiculous and that is why you know the group of us and and as Michael said earlier he and I kind of Formulated the letter, but it was the thoughts of so many fans in the letter. And Michael, uh, Michael, when you get the chance, uh, give the uh, website, you know, for that, because we're we're looking for signatures. We still need signatures on that. We need folks to get on Twitter and favor and follow uh, a hashtag. There's a hashtag we, uh, that's been created by uh, one of the folks on Twitter. It's why uh, MAB sucks number why maybe sucks there's number fire mab uh all in capital letters um get on and, and you know promote those hashtags uh that's very important because it creates a paper trail and the more of us who come together the more that's going to start coming out and it's fantastic that jamie uh has written what he's written and written what he's written in his great <laughs> And, novel. I can't tell you how thrilled I am uh, that you, you know, had this uh, podcast tonight and extended the normal length of the show and just given us all the opportunity. All of these things will matter. They do matter. And it's just a matter of we as fans, encouraging each other when we don't think anything is going on, and staying laser-focused on getting Maria Arena Bell, Hogan Sheffer, and Scott Hamner fired from that show.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, along with those three, you need to replace them, and the people that we want them replaced with happens to be uh, Melody, Thomas Scott's husband, Ed, as executive producer, and then, of course, bring Kay Alden and Jack Smith back as head writers. And I think those between those three, um, they will certainly clean house and bring the cast down to where it needs to be instead of it, bring the show back under budget, get a brand-new opening scene
3: the to- Theme going.
2: Oh, don't get me started uh, on that thing. <laughs> okay, good for you. already know where I'm going with that. Our best why M- MAB sucks. I'm sorry. I think we <laughs> should have like a little. You know, why MAB suck, sucks. Uh, stunt casting. Um, zero balance. Zero consistency.
4: <laughs> the way she treats you. Drop four given, I lines. Know, <laughs>
2: I can girl, go on girl. and on.
4: Yeah, the way the women are treated on the show, the in and out of bed hopping. You know, uh, everyone has sex for all manner of reasons outside of I love you and I care for you. If I'm angry, let's go have sex. If I'm frustrated, let's go have sex. If I don't exactly. want to deal with my life, let's go have sex. Uh, there's That's how you get dumpster
2: sex, I mean, or, or orange couch yeah. sex, or uh, oh, every office desk in the Genoa City, like, you know, Stages, correct. sex. That's
4: correct. You know, if, if there's a lack of romance, you know. Uh, there's You know, we want to see romance. We don't want to see a lot of negativity. we want a negativity, we exactly. know our lives. <laughs> exactly.
2: Know, That's why I started watching soap answer. as a kid. It was the romance and, and the adventure and the drama and the soapy goodness, not like right. doppelganger crap and and. Bad
4: exactly. storylines
2: and plot points beyond plot points.
4: Exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, uh, whether they uh, bring back three folks that uh, Michael's suggesting, and I highly support that, I support anyone coming back who has a history, a proven track record with that show and uh, embraced Bill Bell senior vision. And what those folks need to do, they need to go back to basics. You know, in Carolyn Henzey's book, Acting the Delight, she talked about the things that Douglas Marlin said uh, that you need to do so that you do not wreck your show. And Maria Arena Bell, Scott Hamner, and Hogan Sheffer have done most of them. You know, they need to, Douglas Marlin himself said, learn the history of the show, stay consistent to the history of the show, read your fan mail. You know, if your fans tell you that a storyline is not working, if your fans tell you that what you're doing isn't working, you need to listen to them. you failed. failed yeah, when you don't listen. To what, what did He said, don't change your core character. How many examples do we have of core characters being changed? I mean, you know, when something is off the rail, what a wise human being does is that you go back to the basics of the show. You go back to the ABCs of the show. What made it a success in the first place. It's Maria Exactly. Arena- that's
2: why I love that's why I'm so excited about Days of Our Lives coming up with the right. reboot because they're going oh, back oh, to oh, okay. and back to the beginning and romance and families and drama. I want Y and R to go back to that. I want the business storylines and and the yeah. the family oriented storylines and I want the romance and adventure exactly. stuff again. I, I don't exactly. know why it's gone like this. Well, she's not. No, besides the bad head writer, of course.
4: If if Maria Arena Bell were capable of doing this, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, and exactly. there wouldn't be the it wouldn't, exactly. there wouldn't be the revolt among fans uh, <laughs> that's happening. She's had four years. She's not capable, and it's time for her to go and allow someone to come in who is capable of taking YNR back to its roots.
3: Like uh, other daytime folks are doing. Yep. Yep. And that's the bottom line. Thank you, Kate, calling in. I really appreciate you calling in.
2: No problem, sweetie. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. See you on Twitter. Hey.
3: Well, we are wrapping up here. I, I first of all, I want to thank Daffy and Michael for coming on to the show tonight. I really appreciate you taking the time out and coming here and voicing your opinions of the show and what you guys are doing and trying to make the show better. Thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Thank oh, you. No Michael, problem. can oh, you give out that you.
4: website for the we
3: letter? We really do
4: appreciate it. Michael, give out the website for the letter.
3: <laughs> what did
4: you say? Please give
0: out the website for the letter. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is Y-R... Open O P E N Letter cbs, Sony Pictures dot Log Spot dot com. Uh Nuzelle, I, I I know I sent that link to you, so I, I'm hoping you'll uh attach that to your website as well. I'll pull it up, yeah.
4: And I just okay. want to say, Navelle, thank you so much for having this show tonight and for just giving us the opportunity to come on and just, you know, express what a lot of folks are feeling. We, you know, we truly appreciate it, and we truly appreciate your hard work and efforts as well.
3: Yeah, we Absolutely. Do. Thank, thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody who came out in the chat room and everybody who called in. Thank you again, and... Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. You're welcome.
2: Have a good
3: night, good night, Nevell. Good night. That's gonna wrap it up for our show tonight. I'm um, I'm so glad you guys got the chance to come out and listen to the show on this Friday night. Uh, we are going to be back next week. I have a boatload of shows next week, so make sure you guys check them out. Starting on Monday, where we have Leah Renee from. NBC's The Playboy Club. She'll be stopping by on Monday. And then on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Eric Marksbaugh from NBC's Days of Our Lives. He's going to be stopping by. As well as on Friday, we will be having on James Scott and Gary Goering from Days of Our Lives as well. They'll also be making an appearance on the show. And I forgot Thursday. I forgot Thursday, the 22nd. Uh, Chris D'Elia from NBC's Whitney. He'll often be making an appearance here. So we got one, two, three, four shows next week. It's going to be a jam-packed week. I, I am looking forward to doing these shows next week. It's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys get to tune into the show um, next week as well. Is the final week of All My Children, and it's going to be a sad day on the 23rd. It's going to be a sad day that we're going to be without All My Children. After next Friday, it'll be—it's going to be hard and it's going to be tough. And hopefully, uh, I will be seeing a lot of tweets of everybody watching the final—the final episode of All My Children on ABC uh, before it makes the transition to the web in next year. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the show tonight. I'm Navel J Lee, making sure you get the latest buzz with Woody buzz Radio. We'll see you guys back here on Monday. Take care. <laughs>
0: can't
3: get enough
0: of buzzworthy radio log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests past shows and videos of all your favorite stars keep getting the latest buzz with buzzworthy